Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Haiku P podcast. It's episode 14 of the second series. Goodness, we're over halfway through the year. And if you've not listened before, my name is Patricia and I host the podcast. Today is a special podcast because you're writing the Haiku and Senryu and this month it's all about trees. Why trees? Well, as I may have told you before, I love them. My husband has banned me from planting anymore in the garden. It's only tiny. But I have lots of trees. Fruit trees, ornamental trees and trees for hedging. I haven't gone as far as to give each of them a name, but I will admit to talking to one or two of them, particularly the greengage tree, which is really not pulling its weight. And it seems that all of you love them too, as I've got lots of new poets to introduce to you, and, I'm happy to say, so many of our regulars have come up trumps as well. As usual, I've been surprised and delighted with the various forms and ideas you've brought to the topic. Thank you to all of you who submitted. Now, unfortunately, due to my absolute incompetence, I lost all the data on my computer the other day. I was just trying to be clever, but only managed to wipe my memory. Happily, due to consistent nagging from my other half... I had a backup, but it was a few days old. I think I got everyone back, but if I'd promised you a feature and you're not here, just email me and I'll make good in the next podcast. This time I'm not going to comment on the various verses except to give you a little insight into the new poets, but as always, there'll be details on the show notes on the website. I'm afraid I can't do Hager on Twitter this week. I've guests coming to visit but I'm more than happy if you'd like to do your own and tag me so I can see them. Now let's kick off, as I normally do, with some of the verses that I've been reading in a variety of publications. The first is from Haiku Dialogue, What's at Hand, Week 19, on the Haiku Foundation, edited by our very own Craig Kittner. More from him later. This verse is by Edward Cody Huddleston. Family Reunion The wind returns a leaf to its branch. The next few are from Full of Moonlight, Haiku Society of America's 2016 Members Anthology. Tree, a life encoded in rings. Pat Davis. From my roof, I could leap into that tree and disappear. Bruce England. Old pines, shoulder to shoulder, campfire ghosts. Randall Herman. Now to Canada for the next couple. The first taken from The Touch of the Moth, the 35th annual Haiku Canada Members Anthology. Lilac in full bloom, bees bumping into bees. Carol McCreary. And this one, published in 100 Goods, issue 5.1, December 2015, by our own Debbie Strange, who we'll hear from again later. Thunderheads, a squabble of crows in the larch. Now I'd like to give you pieces of work which were written specifically for you and by you on today's topic. First, by Professor R.K. Singh. 
vultures waiting for the remains of sacrifice on the temple tree. Patches of shade under a bare tree, sun in June. I know many of you are interested in Monoku, and I'm happy to have a couple from Hifsa Ashraf. Old Oak, the deep-rooted memories of the war. Banyan Tree, the extroversion of my creative self. Next, we're going to hear from some poets new to the podcast. The first of which is William O'Sullivan. William's main occupation is that of editor. He's long been involved in prose writing, but in 2017 took up haiku as a hobby. As many of us do, he started out using the traditional format, but has moved to a more contemporary style. He's finding the writing of haiku to be very satisfying, and it could be that this process is giving him not just terrific haiku, but fodder for his essays in the future. William has had some success with his haiku. This year, for example, his haiku was highly commended in Anamkara Haiku Senryu competition, which was a celebration of Ireland's Poetry Day. If you'd like to read it, or more about Anamkara, the link is in the show notes. But for now, let's hear what William has written for us today. Stream Crossing Grabbing the spiny tree that won't always be there. Next, we turn to Wendy C. Bailech. It's her first time on the podcast, too. She's an internationally published, award-winning painter, photographer, sculptor, poet, and she has some experience as an editor, having started an e-zine, Haiku Moments. You know, where she lives sounds absolutely idyllic in the desert, surrounded by mountains, with an organic garden. She says she has inspiration everywhere she looks. This year, she's publishing an anthology on compassion, This Side of the Fire, which includes short-form work and photo montage from poets around the globe, prompted by last year's California wildfires. It will be available near the first anniversary of the fire, and proceeds will benefit the victims. She'll let me know more details nearer the time, and I'll pass them on to you. But for now, here's Wendy's haiku. 700 listings. We pick the house with a weeping willow. And now, another first-timer. Shelley Ripple. If I tell you that she's a Green Bay Packers fan, you'll have an idea where she hails from. She's a writer and poet, And in haiku terms, I'd say that Shelley is more of a contemporary English haiku poet, preferring not to be restrained by syllable count. Haiku for Shelley paints a moment in time, evoking feeling. And she's kindly recommended a couple of books for those of us who wish to learn more about haiku. Robert Hass, The Essential Haiku, Versions of Basho, Busson and Isa. And... Swede and Brooks, Global Haiku, 25 Poets Worldwide. Shelley's Haiku. Oaks rustling, white noise as I nap on the porch. Along the gulf inlets, a matrix of mangroves. Let me introduce R.P. Verlaine. 
He has a certain sense of humour which you might guess from the verses you'll hear from him today. He suggests one way to write great haiku and senryu is to find a great muse and keep them happy. You can find links to RP's published work and his Facebook page in the show notes. Hurricane A Child's Dolls in Two Trees In high tree branches, the breeze stirs a condom with new life. Next, I'm reading some verses from James Young for the first time. James has retired from his day job, but he still runs a medical website, writes poetry, and he swims in the sea every day of the year without a wetsuit. In Wales. I thought I was brave, swimming in the outdoor pool in the rain without a wetsuit. But James, you've put me to shame. As I prepared James's verses for the podcast, we conversed back and forth, and he said about the writing of good haiku, for him it happens that the writer sets out with a vague idea. Then there's the getting it moment that the writer gets long before publication. And in that moment of revelation, the poet immediately realises he's written a great haiku. Does it happen like that for you? It doesn't happen often to me, but when it does, it's a fantastic moment, isn't it? So for us, from James. Lightning tree black from light, buttercup shroud. The ocean wind beats the sky-blue trees, waves and waves. From James in Wales, we're off to Germany to meet another poet new to the podcast, Torsten Neuhaus. He works as a teacher at a vocational college near Dortmund. Reading through his list of hobbies, I'm surprised he has time to teach. Let me give you an idea. Gardening, angling, jiu-jitsu, learning languages such as English, Dutch, French, Latin, Classical Greek, Hungarian and now Japanese. Don't know about you, but I'm exhausted just thinking about all of that. Torsten has been a long-time lover of poetry. Indeed, his university thesis, written a while ago, was on Philip Larkin's work. But he's a relative newbie to writing haiku, which he says helps him to relax. I agree with you, Torsten. They do an awfully good job at that. What else are they good at? Torsten says they're a good remedy against prejudice. Now that sort of stopped me in my tracks. I had to think about it. But he's right, isn't he? Haiku do help us to see things from different perspectives. And so, here are a couple of haiku from Torsten. Rain on radar. The olives remain underwhelmed. If a man is a man, then what is a staghorn sumac? I think I'll just pop mine in here. Ich habe genug. Yellow traces your leaves against the blue. And now back to Northern Ireland to visit with Marion Clark for the first time on the podcast. Marion is a native of Northern Ireland, growing up on the shores of Carlingford Loch. She's been writing since school poetry, flash fiction and non-fiction and back to poetry again, becoming hooked on haiku. Now that's a name for a podcast, isn't it? She thinks that possibly haibun is her favourite of the short forms, 
because it allows her to combine fiction and haiku. She's only submitted a few pieces to Haibun today and contemporary Haibun online, but is delighted that her work was accepted. She has many creative hobbies, art, poetry, photography and cooking, and somehow she finds time not only to work in her local education authority, but to moderate the Haiku Foundation's workshop pages. Naturally, Marion recommends we use the Haiku Foundation, as it has so many useful resources available to us. She also recommends Alan Summer's blog, Area 17, which I would also recommend. There's more about Marion on the show notes. But from the Emerald Isle, a couple of her haiku. Forest clearing, the sudden drone of a bee. Harvest moon, the bough bending a little lower. Now, back to some of our regulars. Andrew Sire. Universe of trees, beauty, shelter, food and air, enhance this planet. David A. Estringle. Sentinels watch over a desolate field, leaves whispering histories. Patrick Stevens. In my backyard, the tree I climbed at seven has gotten smaller. My old wood table, memories of leafy days breathing in the sun. Kim Russell. In silver glow, birches bear their branches, moonbathing. Poplars whisper along the avenue, no one listens. And now Debbie Strange making her second appearance this week. The last drop of Father's Cologne, Evergreen Rain. Peter Draper, a silver birch patched with moss on one side. John McManus, skeletal trees, mum puts more meat on my plate. David Oates, climbing a tree, now this branch, now that. That instant in winter, the trees start building spring. Robert Horobin Our world, the last few leaves on the tree of life. And now back to some new writers on the podcast. Shoma Data Shoma describes herself as a training programme manager and author. She obviously writes haiku, but also prose poetry and flash fiction. And like Marion, she also loves to paint and to cook. In April, she committed to writing a haiku a day, and now she's averaging around three. Keep it up, Shoma. Swing to the tops of the trees where verdant leaves tickle my toes. Panagiotis Kentikilenis I've had this one-liner since last year, so Panagiotis has been very patient, waiting all this time. He's been reading and writing haiku for around a year now, but had only been doing it 
for about three and a half months when I received this, so I was very impressed. You may have guessed from his name, even with my terrible pronunciation, that he might have Greek connections, and you'd be right. He lives off the grid in Halkidiki, Greece. He has some conventional hobbies, such as road trips and haiku, and then some more unusual ones, like unconventional strength and cardio training, stone lifting, running hills, pushing and pulling heavy sleds. You can take a look at his Instagram for more info on that. Now let's hear from him. Treehouse, a condom caught amongst the branches. David Wiggins is new to the podcast and another writer who is a relative newbie to the art of haiku. In his spare time, he shares hobbies with many of us like hiking and archery. But I don't think anyone has mentioned bouldering or board games before. Please tell me if I'm wrong. He writes for us about something I've never tasted. Have you? Juneberry jelly, early morning breakfast toast, crackle of thunder. It's Lovette Carter's first time on the podcast too. It seems that she found out early on in her haiku career that you don't have to stick with a traditional 575 format and that writing in the more contemporary style can be as challenging and enjoyable. She's a nurse who cares for fragile children in their own homes and in her spare time enjoys being in the midst of nature, which inspires her haiku. Unlike myself, she enjoys early mornings outdoors, soaking up the natural atmosphere. Not surprisingly, given her occupation, she has an interest in publishing her children's books and says she wants to incorporate haiku into them. Can't wait to read some of it. Here's what she's written for us. Sweet gum, the one leaf travels by foot. Wooden sky, a red alder touches the blue pieces. Mallory Rowe is another poet we're welcoming to the podcast for the first time today. A stay-at-home mum, she agrees with Lovette about nature, in that she writes, the best resource for haiku inspiration is nature. Sit and be still and let the universe speak through you. She has four published books so far, and I'll add the link in the show notes. Silhouettes of trees against the white of the moon, dancing in the wind. And now we'll finish with some of our regular contributors. John Hawkhead. Night River, a willow swirls ripples through a curve of stars. Richard Bailey. Beautiful bonsai, miniature masterpiece, impeccably pruned. Giant sequoia, generational presence, road running through rings. Barun Saha From my window, a distant view of you, Pine Joan Barrett Ice giant, the shadow of a pine at midnight 
Storm warning. The dead oak consoles his neighbours. Skeleton trees dressed in white. Tuxedos. Goran Gatalika. Spring dawn. Birds cacophony on each branch. Craig Kitner. The triangulation of its lean, toppled pine tree. A clump of dead leaves dangles in the green, the fickleness of rain. Catherine E. Winnick. Under the bough of the cherry blossom tree, I meditate. Cyril Soliman. Two wooden deck chairs under the shadow of pines. Summer sun. A puppy's first steps. In the cloudless sky, green leaves. Roger Watson. Bonsai trees tortured into obedience. Elan Sharan Gunaze Karan. Evening walk. Shifted canopy reveals burning skies. And lastly, we hear from Isabel Caves. Winter stars. The chestnut tree blooms again. You know, I think this episode features more poets than we've ever featured before. I'm humbled to read so many excellent and diverse verses from all over the world. My sincere apologies for my mangled pronunciations of your names, but I hope I have at least written them correctly in the show notes. Thank you all so much for trusting me with your work. I'm really grateful. Next time on the podcast, I'm talking about verbs. Many of you will already know how I feel about them, but hey, maybe I'll surprise you and myself when I put the podcast together. And next month, the special podcast is all about synesthesia. The deadline is the 12th of August. Do you know what? I have no new contributors yet, so spread the word. I'm quite friendly and I very rarely bite. Love to you all. Thanks for coming along and listening. And if you've never contributed before, why not have a go? If you don't fancy synesthesia, there are other topics. Check out the Poetry P website. Take care, everyone, and until we meet again, keep writing. As you know, there should be details about the poets on the show notes. If something's missing, just email me. Email's the one way you can be sure I'll see your message. Ciao.